Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Jesus really is our champion. He is our champion. He is championing the causes and the situations in our life. Won't you just yield to Jesus today? Here at Revolution, our heart is to lift him up. Lift up Jesus, our champion. Lift up the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, our Savior, the one who's come to help us. Whatever you may be in today, whatever situation, maybe you're lonely, maybe you are dealing with a betrayal, maybe you're dealing with some sort of insecurity or a fear, I'm telling you, Jesus, our champion, is here today. Oh, I sense him so strong already right now. When the Lord Jesus just wants to love you, wrap his arms around you, right where you are right now, would you just let him do that? I'm gonna pray for you. And I'm just gonna believe that God is gonna do something right now, right at the top of this service, before we even get into the message. I believe Jesus wants to touch you. Lord, I just worship you and I praise you. Whoever's watching right now, stretch your hand. Lord, let there just be an amazing blessing that'll go forth right now. Peace. Lord, just comfort. Settle the anxious mind. Settle that heart that's wondering and questioning. Jesus, be the champion of our emotions. Jesus, be the champion of our soul. Jesus, be the champion of our health right now. Oh, we just thank you, Father. We worship you and we praise you. Oh, I, I just love Jesus. I love him so much in here at Revolution. We love Jesus. And I want you to know that he's alive. He is well. He is still on the throne. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's not caught by surprise by the season that we live in right now. It's one of the things that I love about him. He is never caught by surprise. He knows the end from the beginning. And he knows how to work the middle on your behalf and on my behalf. What? an amazing Jesus we serve. And I'm so glad you're joining us today, especially if you are for the first time. What an honor and a privilege it is that we can worship together. Hey, listen, worship is so important today. Being together is so important today. We need to encourage each other right there at the watch party. Encourage each other. If you're watching with family, encourage each other. If you're watching by yourself, encourage yourself. Come on. All right. It's so important that we encourage and we stay encouraged today because of the crazy times that we live in. But I'm telling you, like we learned last week, Okay, we can still have good days. We can still find Jesus as our source, as Dan said last week, and have good days. Man, I was so proud of Dan's message last week. What, what an amazing word. Just taking us all back to basic. That's what this series is all about. Taking us back to basic. He started to talk about Herschel Walker. Man, when he, he put that image up there, I had, I, had, I had like man envy going, come on somebody. I mean, wow. And all that just by doing push-ups and sit-ups. The basics, right? Getting back to basic. It's, it's amazing 
what we can accomplish in life when we just get back to basic. We can just focus on the basic things. It's amazing how much we can accomplish in life. And that's why I love this series. And I'm telling you, especially when a storm comes. I was thinking about this. When you're in the middle of a storm, there's a tornado or a thunderstorm or hurricane like we have here in Florida, okay? Here's what you think about in the middle of the storm. The basic necessities. You wanna make sure you have shelter, water, food, and that's it. You don't care about ice cream. You don't care about the hot tub. You don't care about, about any of the, the fluff in life. Or you just care about the basic. That first hurricane that I lived through, man, it was like, a charging semi-truck, roaring jet engines, and a, and, and, and a pack of wolves howling at the top of their lungs all at one time with the shaking and vibration of wind. I'll never do that again. I'll never. Mm -mm. Hurricane come, Dino leave, okay? This, the Floridians are crazy. I'm not that crazy. Floridians love to, floor, to, to, to wait out that hurricane. Not the kid, the kid's gone, all right? But listen, I remember in the middle of that storm, I was only concentrating on basic. And that's what's going on today. We're in a storm. America's in a storm. The church is in a storm. And you know what we have to do? We have to focus on basic. We have to stick with the basic understanding. The early church understood the basic understanding of things. And we've been focusing on this throughout this entire series. The basics of worship. The basics of the word. The basics of meeting together. The basic of rest. The basic of Jesus being our source. Oh, this series has been amazing. If you need a dose of basic, go back. Listen to these messages again and again. I'm telling you, we are in a storm and we need to rely on basic right now. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be one where it's scary, where we're all freaked out. Jesus, our champion is here right with us, all right? And so today, I wanna focus on something today as part of this series. And this is gonna be one of the most pastoral messages probably of this series, all right? And I wanna focus on this, because in the middle of a storm, in the middle of crazy, in the middle of weirdness, in the middle of people just not being themselves, how do you treat other people the way you want to be treated? That's what we're gonna talk about today. Doing unto others what you want done unto you. So let's pray and we're gonna get into this. We're gonna have a great time here today, all right? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you and praise you for your word. Holy Spirit, come. Use me today to bring comfort and peace, illumination and joy. Holy Spirit, we worship you. We give you the floor here. Help me to unpack these truths. Speak through me the words that you would have me to say, and I'll yield, and we'll do this together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. All right, punch the person next to you and tell them we're going to do unto others what we want done unto ourselves. All right. So if you want to, if you want a soft punch, then punch. If you want a soft punch back, then punch them softly. Okay, that's how that works. Do unto others. All right. A lot of people know this as the golden rule, right? I'm sure, you've heard it. I've heard it. 
was raised with the golden rule. So where did this golden rule come from? All right, so if you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke chapter 6, and let's take a look at this. Let's look at what Jesus said, because it comes right from the heart of our champion, our master. Luke 6, 31 says this, and this is Jesus speaking right from the word. He says, do to others as you would have them do to you. The Lord says this. It was a directive from him. It's not, I'm not making this up, okay? Jesus said this. Now, where did he get this from? I think you'll find this very interesting. Again, I want to keep this very pastoral today because this principle we're going to learn today, there's a very, very powerful principle here that can, if you understand and adopt it, it'll put you over in life. It'll put you over in situations. You'll go through the storm, come on, and you'll come out on the other side clean. Okay, watch this. So where did Jesus get this? You have to go all the way back to Leviticus, all right? And Leviticus 19 says this in verse 33 to 34. Just listen. Listen. You're going to find this very interesting. All right, this is what Leviticus says. It says, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself. For you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. This comes right from the heart of God. I mean, it was always in the middle of Jewish culture to love people, to love foreigners, and to treat them right. Treating them, treating them as if they were native born. Isn't that amazing? So this is where this all comes from. Why is this so important? Because there is a spiritual principle. There is a law that's released. You're going to see this here in a second, okay? Now, because this came right from Jesus, and because this was part of the law or the culture of the day, right? Listen, the Israelites were fully expected to do this. Every day, they were fully expected to do unto others as they wanted done unto them. So it's really interesting. It's tall order. You would all agree with me. It is a tall order of doing this, especially the Jewish nation, right? I mean, they had a difficult time again and again and again. People persecuted them. People came against them. People betrayed them. People stole from them, right? They always lived in these adverse situations. But no matter how adverse it got, how difficult it got, God's rule was still the same. Do unto others as you want done unto yourself. And so it happens in, the, in biblical times when, when at the birth of the church, something crazy and amazing happened. Because you have to remember Jerusalem, where the church was born, right? It had Jewish people. It had non-Jewish people. It had Samaritans. It had Romans. So it was a melting pot of people. And here, people were getting born again. People were becoming Christians. They were becoming believers. And all of a sudden, believers started treating Romans differently. And believers started treating Jewish people differently. Jewish or, or Christians started treating Samaritans differently because these people all hated each other. But here's the church. Here are Christians, people who believe in Jesus, starting to treat them all different. And here's what happened. The result was the early church exploded. Yes, the early church exploded because there were miracles and there were healings and the Holy Spirit was doing amazing things. Don't want to discount that. 
But the early church also exploded because Christians started acting different. They started doing unto others what they wanted done unto them. So if somebody was in prison, Christians with their own money would go down to the jail and feed people out of their pocket. They would feed prisoners. They would, they would reach out to people that were not of their persuasion and love them and treat them kindly. Imagine being a Jewish person, all right, confronting a Samaritan. They are bitter rivals. But yet a Christian would show up and they would treat the Samaritan kindly. Or they would treat the Jewish person kindly. And I'll tell you what happened. The early church exploded. Something happened. Believers started getting along. And one of the greatest examples of this is when you see Jesus talking to a Samaritan woman at the well. They weren't supposed to be talking. They were arch rivals, right? Instead, Jesus treats her with kindness. He does unto her what he would want back unto himself. He demonstrates this principle so beautifully as I started to study this and I saw this in the word of God. And what was the result? She takes Jesus back to her village, introduces Jesus to her village, and the Bible says the village became believers. And this is what's so interesting. Not one miracle, not one, not one person being raised from the dead, not one healing, nothing. It's just Jesus going there, Jesus doing unto others what he wanted done unto himself, and it opened the door for him at that Samaritan village. Isn't this beautiful? And guess what? It'll open the doors for you. Now, this is a tall order and a difficult task. When we're talking about doing unto others what we want done unto ourselves, when... You get into a difficult situation with an ugly person. Have you ever been in a situation with an ugly person? A drive-through attendant who is just rude. Come on. A server at the restaurant who is just rude, right? A neighbor who is just doing some rude and nasty things, taking advantage of you. I was talking to some of them I know that their neighbor, the way they dis discard their grass clippings and it smells up their whole yard. Man, when you have to deal with somebody like that, how do you manage that? How it becomes difficult. I think you all agree with me. It becomes very difficult to do unto others what you want done unto yourself. Because when you get into a situation like that, you want to retaliate. Do I have any retaliators out there? Come on, the last time I checked, I've got Italian blood flowing through these veins. I got G blood, God blood, because I'm born again like you as well. But I also got that hot Italian blood still flowing in here. And so sometimes that retaliation wants to come back. Oh, am I talking to anybody this morning? All right. There is this thing that comes where you don't want to do unto others what somebody is doing to you. You want to pay back. You want to be mean. You want to retaliate. And so I'll never forget when my kids were playing soccer in that soccer season, there were kids on the team, especially this one kid that just mistreated one of my daughters just horribly, just horribly, just constantly just found something to mistreat her on. And I could see it as a dad. I, was, I could see it on the field. I could see it off the field. This person just had it out for one of my kids. And just the mistreatment. 
and over. And I just wanted to do something about it because, you know, dads, you know, we just always want to fix stuff, you know. And, but but we're, we've been the kind of parents where we kind of had to sit back and let our kids kind of grow up and, and deal with these situations, right? Because they're going to deal with it now or they're going to deal with it later. That's a pastoral principle right now. Just deal with it, learn, grow, right? So, but I remember just the angst that I had, man, and watching all this and, and the frustration and, 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 and wanting to get in there and just kind of fix it and, and retaliate and fix this bullying situation. Listen, we all face it. All of us do. All right, happened the other day the, in, a, in, in a work environment on a job site. The rudeness that was coming at me from some of the people there was incredible. I just, it was the grace of God that helped me to get out of that situation without getting into a rumble. I'm just telling you, just being, I'm shooting straight with you. That's how ugly it got. All right. So, but how do we do unto others, right? It's, it's a tall order, right? I think you'd all agree. Now, Jesus knew this and he wanted to equip us just like I want to equip you today because you don't have to do this on your own. You can tap into a source right? That's beyond us to be able to live this way. And I'll show you why here in a second. All right. So what I want you to do is this. I want you to understand this, that when we practice this and we say, all right, I want to do better at this, where I want to treat other people the way I want to be treated. I want to think about other people the way I want other people to think about me. Come on. You don't want people thinking nasty about you, do you? No. So then we have to stop thinking nasty about other people, right? It goes all the way through, right? We want, to think good, we want people to think good thoughts about us, so we need to practice thinking good thoughts about them. So here's what I want to challenge you guys with, because when you practice this principle, when we practice this, here's what I've discovered in my life, and I love the Word of God because it has so much power and it has so much practicality as well. When we do unto others... All right? What we want done unto ourselves, especially when we're dealing with a nasty person, a person that's unreasonable, a person that's harsh, here's what you can do. You flip the script. Come on, say that with me. You flip the script. Here's what I'm talking about. Doing unto others is a powerful force that enables us to flip the script no matter what situation we find ourselves in. Now, Jesus meant it like this. Here's how he flipped the script. He said this, when somebody strikes you on the cheek, he said, turn the other cheek. Man, just being honest with you, I hated that principle. I just hated that principle. Turn the other cheek. I just felt like it was so weak and so sissification, if you would call it that, okay? Because you don't turn the other cheek if someone strikes you. I'm sorry. In my world, you don't get one back. You get like 20 back, all right? That's how it works. But Jesus said, I got another way for you. I got our champion, Jesus. I got a different methodology for you. When someone strikes you, he said, turn the other cheek. And listen, it's not about being weak to turn the other cheek. What it is, it's about not being drawn into a fight. It's actually a protection mechanism, and it causes the other person to say, hey, aren't you going to strike back? He said, no, I'm turning the other cheek. And what it does is you flip the script on them. 
And here's, here's a better uh, example of that, because in that same portion of Scripture, Jesus said, hey, when somebody tells you to carry their bag one mile, I'm telling you, take it a second mile. All right. What does that mean in terms of doing unto others and flipping the script? Back in biblical days, a Roman soldier could grab a Jewish person and say, here's the deal. I need you to carry my bags for one mile. That was the law. They were allowed to do that. And so you can imagine being a Jewish person, right? And you, you got tired to carry a soldier who you hated in the first place. Okay? And you're going to carry their stuff a mile. And you can just imagine what, the, what, what Jewish people did at the mile marker. They just threw everything down and, and they were free to go do whatever they want to do. But Jesus said, take it a second mile. What's he doing? He's practicing this principle. He's telling you, get a hold of this. Do unto others. Here's what would happen when, when, when Jewish people, and these, these are believers, they would take that, that back an extra mile. The Roman soldier would be like, you don't have to go a second mile. Why are you doing this? I'm flipping the script here. And here's what would happen. They would, they were, they were saying, what's different? There's something different about you for doing this. There's something different about you for not getting drawn into a fight. There's something different about you carrying this back. There's something different about you still being nice when I've been so mean to you. There's something different about you that you would still tip me even though my service was terrible. Come on, somebody. There's something different about you that you will still act cool, calm, and collective when I've been so nasty to you and your family. There's something different about you. What are you doing? You're flipping the script. You're putting yourself in a position of authority at that point when you flip the script because all of a sudden it's no longer the issue that is at heart. What's happening here is God opens the door for that person who's been nasty, who has been harsh to deal with, to you and to the message that you have and to the glory of God that's on your life. The weirdest thing happened on that soccer team. Remember that one? Where the bullying was happening with those kids against my daughter? I was asked to substitute coach for one of the games because of some difficult situations that had happened there. So here I was coaching this team, coaching the very girl that was being abusive and mean to my child. Now, I'm telling you, here I am. I got a decision to make. Now, I'm in charge. I'm the, I'm the authority right now. So I could yield to the flesh and begin treating this kid harshly the way she was treating my kid. Or I could rise above it. I could treat her the way I would want to be treated. And so I just coached. I coached with kindness. I coached with direction. I coached with encouragement. And I got to tell you something. We had an awesome day that day. And something changed in that young woman's life. Because she thought I was coming for her as the coach of that day. But instead, I treated her the way I would want to be treated and flipped the whole script. And to this day, my kids are endeared. That whole family of, of, of this daughter is endeared to our family now because of flip, a script was flipped. Why? Doing unto others what you want done unto you. 
is such a powerful, powerful principle, you guys. Powerful. And Jesus, but Jesus knew this. Jesus knew that living this way was going to be a tall order. He knew that we're going to live in a crazy, dark world. He knew there was just going to be mean people. He knew there were going to be crazy people. He knew there were going to be people that hate the gospel, that hate Jesus, right? Hate him anyways. But Jesus said it doesn't matter. We have to do unto others the way we want to be treated. Now look, this might not be one of those jump up and down and get real super happy kind of messages, but I'm telling you something. If you can get, adopt this principle and understand the heart of what Jesus was saying in all of this, we're going to understand how to deal with all the crazy culture wars that we find ourselves in. The crazy persecution. The, I, just, I, I read a report the other day where, where some, some, a group of college kids were holding a prayer vigil on their campus and, and a bunch of uh, uh, dissenters showed up and just began to mock them, curse their God. This is the day we live in right now. And I was so proud of those group of college kids because they just stuck with it. They treated the other people with class and dignity. And what happened? I believe there was a seed planted in all of those dissenters. Now, I'm not talking about being pushed around. I'm not talking about being punched. And I'm not talking about you know, being trampled over. There comes a time when you have to push back, okay? But... But what happens is, is that we push back right from the onset and we miss out on something that Jesus can be doing in somebody's life when we will just simply exercise the principle of doing unto others what we want done unto ourselves. There is a time to push back, though, right? So I don't want you to get that mixed up. Now, Jesus knew this. It's a simple message here today that I hope you get a hold of, all right? Back to basic. The early church understood this. That's the reason why Christianity exploded. Could it just be, man, if we would get a hold of this at a higher level? What would happen at our local restaurants? What would happen at our schools? At the office? Interacting with people at the grocery store? Just doing unto others what we want done unto ourselves? I am telling you, this is such a powerful, powerful principle. I found myself in a situation the other day where I was caught in the middle because I'm an includer. I love to include people. You, a lot of you guys that know me personally, I am an includer. I'm like, hey, everybody over to the house. Come on, it's pasta, it's pizza, it's Krispy Kreme, okay? Everybody over. I love to include people, all right? So if I find out somebody has not been included or somebody wasn't invited, I go the extra mile to invite them. But I have found out as an adult and working with people, then not everybody is that way. And I found out that, that, in fact, most people are not includers. Thank God Jeannie and I are both includers. We would be in trouble if, we, if, if she was and I wasn't or vice versa. But because we're includers, we find ourselves in a situation oftentimes where people are not including us. They don't think about it because they're not includers. And so I have to either... Uh, you know, resist the feelings of being hurt or yield to the hurt and just become mean like everybody else, right? So I found myself in a situation where um, we were invited to something, right? But we were with some other friends who know these other friends, right? And so Jeannie and I had a decision to make. We were going to have to leave these friends to go be with these other friends. And I was feeling bad about it because I felt like these other friends now were going to be left out, and so I, I, I remember walking around thinking about the Lord, what do I do about this? 
And I just kept thinking about this principle. I'm going to do unto others what I would want done unto myself. So you know what I did? I contacted these friends and I said, hey, you know what? I'm with these other guys. Would you mind if I bring them along? And they're like, sure, bring them along. And so I did unto others what I want done unto myself because I don't like the feeling of not being included. I do my best to include everybody. Come on, are you following me? And I got to tell you, it takes faith to do this in whatever station of life that you find yourself in. Doing unto others what you want done unto yourself is a basic understanding of the early church. It was how that early church flourished. It's how we're going to flourish. It's how we're going to attack the culture where we find ourselves in. It's how we're going to attack CRT. It's how we're going to attack people that don't believe the way we believe. It's how we're going to attack this just doing unto others what we want done unto ourselves. You want kindness? Then give kindness. You want flexibility? Give flexibility. You want reasonableness? Then give reasonableness. I'm telling you, your life around you will explode. Now, because Jesus knew this was a tall order, especially when you're dealing with people who are ugly and, and people who, are, who, who, who may be mean or whatever, all right? He says something different in John 13, and this is going to equip us. And here's where we're really going to understand why this principle is so strong. John 13 says this, verse 34 to 35. Listen to this. This is Jesus speaking. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is just another version of doing unto others what you want done unto you. All right, It's easy to love people that love you back, but it takes faith and it takes encouragement to love people that won't love you back. To love people who don't have good for you in mind. To love people who are unlovely. To love people who are crazy. You know what I'm talking about. It takes faith. Jesus knew that this would be a tall order, which is the reason why he gives us this beautiful, a new command, something new. This isn't an eye for an eye anymore, a tooth for a tooth anymore. This isn't you punch me, I punch you back. This is I'm only going to carry this bag one mile, and that's it. That's no different. I'm giving you a new command. Love one another as I've loved you. And here's the key. Oh, beautiful keys right here. I think you're going to love this because this is what makes it all make sense, right? This doesn't say love one another as I've loved you. Mm -mm. The scripture says, read it slowly. It says, love, I'm sorry, it says here, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. He starts out by saying, as I have loved you, love one another. As I have loved you, as you have experienced my love for you, as you have experienced my care for you, as you have experienced how I overlooked your mistakes, love others, overlook others. Hey, Peter, as you 
as, as you witnessed how I overlooked, how you tried to rebuke me, overlook others. Hey, Peter, as you, as you witness how I fixed the ear that you cut off, overlook others. Hey, James and John, when you were sitting there talking about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom and who was going to sit at one side and the other side and oh, everybody else is going to be the peasants. And I demonstrated to you what greatness really was. Do the same for others. He demonstrated this. He said, as I Love you, love others. As we know how much he loves us. Come on. Love others. Do unto others. Love, listen, it started with him. That's why we can do unto others what we want done unto ourselves with the difficult people because love started with him. Look what 1 John 4.19 says. We love because he first loved us. We love because we found out about this unchanging love. The vision of our church discovering the unchanging love that God has for us. We change, but God never changes. And when we get a hold of his changeless love for us, it's the game changer. And we now are equipped and empowered to do unto others what we might have done unto ourselves. Now I understand why the Apostle Paul, when he was in difficult situations, and a lot of you guys know the ups and downs and the difficulty that he faced. I was on the airplane the other day meditating on this, and the Lord just put such revelation in my heart about how you and I, as believers, we will find ourselves in difficult situations, in difficult spots in life, like, like a lot of us are living in right now. And what did God say to Paul when he was in the middle of his difficulty? He told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. In the middle of that ugly situation with that person who you can't seem to get breakthrough, but you still had to be kind, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace, unmerited favor of God is sufficient. Come on. You know here at Revolution, we also know grace being defined as God doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves is sufficient. The grace of God came upon the Apostle Paul to go through those difficult situations and deal with those difficult people that were trying to shut his ministry down, that were trying to shut him down, trying even to kill him. And it'll be the grace of God that will do the same thing for you and I. And listen, listen, listen. We've taken this a step further here because you and I know here revolution. And if you don't know this, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, I pray that you hear with an open heart. Grace is not a concept. Grace is a person. So when the Apostle Paul, when God told the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, the person of Jesus, who is grace, was walking that out with Paul. And guess what? He'll walk it out with you too. That's where the power comes from. That's where it all resonates from when we find ourselves in these situations. So here's the big idea. You ready? Big idea right here. And I just want to be pastoral with you. Listen, when we talk about doing unto others what we want done unto ourselves, it means this. Listen, 
It means receive the love that God has for you and give it away. The only way you can love somebody or treat somebody right that's been mistreating you, it has to come from the love of God that you receive. Because if you do it outside of that, it'll be works. It'll be like sandpaper. It'll be like pressure. And, and it'll be harsh. And you'll, and, you'll, and you'll start saying things like, like oh, I'm going to do unto them what I want done unto me. But you'll be mean about it. And you'll be short and curt. And the very thing that we're trying to avoid, the fight, the rumble, the, the escalation happens. When you get a hold of this and you understand that it's God's love in you that you receive in you is the power to be able to do unto others, it'll change your life. It'll change your perspective. It really will. Listen, when the struggling server is serving you, tip them anyway. Why? You don't know how that's going to come around. Do you know how many times I've been stopped by a server because we did that? They apologized and just looked at us like, who are you? An amazing opportunity for me just to be able to love them. Huh? This is pastoral, you guys. When someone's rude at the drive-thru, be nice to them anyway. When someone disagrees with your political position, be nice to them anyway. Come on. When somebody gets all over you about something you're eating, right, that maybe you really don't care and they got such a huge conviction about it, treat them nice. Anyway, do unto others what people, what you want done to yourself. Practice including other people even when they don't include you. Practice inviting people over even when they won't invite you over. Listen, this is how you do it. This is the pastoral part of this message. Practice community even when others around you are not practicing community. Practice giving even when others around you are not practicing giving. Just because, uh, uh, I'll say it like this, you can treat others the way you want it to be treated, but it doesn't mean that they're going to treat you the same way back. You have to understand that. It's your faith at this point that says, I want to honor the word. I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to live at peace. And here's what will end up happening. This peace will hit your heart. And you don't care. I'm just going to do unto other people what I want done unto myself. I don't want someone talking harshly to me, so I'm not going to talk harshly. I don't want somebody judging me, so I'm not going to judge others. I don't want somebody believing the worst in me, so I'm not going to believe the worst and somebody else. Come on, are you following along with me? This principle is so amazing. Now, it'll work. It'll work when you begin to understand what Jesus said. Let's read that scripture again in John chapter 13. I'm getting ready to wrap this up. Oh, I hope this is ministering to you pastorally because it's about basics, all right? The basic, one of the basic understandings of the day was doing unto others what you want done unto yourself. This is a remedy 
for selfishness. If you feel like you're too self-centered, begin doing unto others what you want done unto yourself. If you feel like you're too selfish, begin doing unto others what you want done unto yourself. If you feel like it's always got to be about you, then begin doing unto others what you want done unto you. Jesus is our great example on all of this. Jesus is the one who demonstrated this time after time after time. And here's what he said. As I have loved you, love one another. Man, get a hold of this today. As I have loved you, I'll empower you. I'll equip you. As I've overlooked you, as I, or, or your sin, as I've overlooked your mistakes, as I've overlooked your failures, as I've overlooked your shortcomings, as I've overlooked your temper, as I've overlooked how you've cheated, as I've overlooked how you could have been nicer to that person who I set up in your life for you to tell them about me, as I've overlooked all of that, man, would you do that for others? Can you just imagine how explosive our community could become? How explosive Christianity would become if we just practice this simple principle? It's amazing. I love this, how it says, as I have loved you. You know, this principle, doing unto others, I always heard it religiously. So I always, I always stood up against it, you know? When I would hear someone talk about this, I would, I would you know, be standing up on the outside, but sitting down on the inside, right? Until I understood the words of the master, as I have loved you. These are beautiful words, you guys. As he has loved us. We love because he first loved us. And maybe you're watching today and you've never heard this. You are loved. Even in your failure, you are loved. Even in your meanness, your selfishness, you're loved. That's who we serve. That's the master that we serve. And if you're watching today and you say, you know, Pastor Dino, I don't know Jesus like that. And I, I, I don't know him in this practical way that you're rolling out here today. Well, today's the opportunity to get to know this one who loved you, who loves you now, who will love you with an unchanging love, who will love you without reminding you of your failures and your past and all your shortcomings, who will love you this way and empower you and equip you to live in peace and safety in this crazy cultural war we find ourselves in right now. If you want to know this, Jesus, to settle your heart, then just bow your head right where you're at. I'm going to pray a simple prayer and Jesus is going to become your master and your savior he's going to come live with you he's going to come into your heart that's how he does it with a simple prayer would you bow your head 
and just pray this very simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Help me. Change me. I believe you're the Son of God. I want to serve you all the days of my life. I believe God raised you from the dead to pay for my sin. And I take you as my Savior right now. In Jesus' name. Oh, sweet presence of God is right here. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, do me a great big favor. Type the word Jesus in the chat. I want to send you some information. Please do that. Take a step. And don't be afraid to do that. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is here. And whatever need you have right now, I just want to pray for you. Whatever need, healing, financial breakthrough, oh, I just, I just sense His presence right now. Just whatever it is that you have need of right now. I see somebody, you've got a financial need, $3,200. You need $3,200 by the end of the week. I'm telling you, God is going to meet that need. Just drop that right in me. He's going to meet that need. Well, won't you just trust him? He said that he would supply all of our need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Would you just say, Jesus, I'm trusting you? He's moving in this way to build your faith. Father, I just thank you for that financial need being met right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Well, whatever needs my brothers and my sisters have, I pray, Lord God, that you just meet them right now. Father, I pray for healing. Anyone struggling with symptoms of COVID-19, we speak healing over you. Anyone struggling with any kidney disorders, liver disorders, we speak healing over them right now in the name of Jesus. Back disorders, healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we worship you and we praise you for the privilege that we have to serve you and to know you. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, God's good. Jesus is our champion. Man, I just love this series. Getting back to basic. We're in a storm. The basic is going to carry us through the storm. I love you. Hope you're blessed today. We're going to see you right back here next time. But in the meantime, remember, you're blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. I love you. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.